Good morning. I'm Noel Deere, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Nacogdoches, Texas. Welcome to this morning's daily devotion. I hope these next few minutes will encourage you as you seek to learn God's word and abide with Christ. Prior to Christmas, we've been studying the book of Hebrews. But today and for the rest of this week, I want us to shift our focus. As 2024 approaches, I want us to prepare to make 2024 a year of Bible saturation. So for the last few devotions of 2023, I want us to focus on what the Bible says about why and how we should study the Bible. Uh, I want to elevate our excitement. I want us to raise our commitment to studying the Bible every day in the upcoming year. I want to encourage you to invite others to join you in this year of Bible saturation and personal transformation. I encourage you to reach out to a handful of family and friends today and ask them if they will partner with you to do these daily devotions each week in 2024. Let them know that you need their help to hold uh, for them to hold you accountable and let them know that you want to be their encourager and their cheerleader for this commitment for the next year. Then agree together that you will walk this journey together. Beginning today and continuing through the end of the year, I'm going to show you from scripture some good reasons why this is important and valuable. And then on Monday, January the 1st, 2024, uh, we will jump into, I think, the book of James, and we'll all begin together. So today, our focus is on Psalm 1. The first Psalm, Psalm 1, uh, this has not always been the first Psalm. Well, it's always been the first Psalm, but it's not always been Psalm 1. Uh, in, in, in very early years, what we call Psalm 1 really was an introduction to all of the Psalms. Uh, this was uh, advice for how all the Psalms, and really for us, advice on how the entire Bible uh, can be read and studied and how we can invest our lives in the Bible. Uh, and it gives us really more than just an emotional plea or a strong warning about the importance of vesting our lives in, in God's word. He really makes a logical argument. He does a little cost-benefit analysis here in Psalm 1, and he shows us the great advantage that is ours if we will become students of God's word. So let's jump in. Psalm 1-1. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the path of sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Now, you notice here a couple of three-word progressions. He talks about walking and standing and sitting first. Uh, those words describe a gradual descent into sin. First, we walk by sin, then we stand and gaze at sin, and then we sit and engage in sin. So a little bit further with each, with each one of those words. The other three-word progression, wicked, sinners, mockers. Uh, we walk with the wicked, we stand with the sinners, we sit with the mockers. Now, those three words describe aggressively worse sinners and progressively greater enemies of God's word. And it's talking about how once we make worldly things, our source of information and our primary influence, then that will draw us further and further and further into sin. What will be the result of that? Well, we will no longer be happy. That's what the psalm says. How happy is the one who does not allow this to happen in his life? Uh, 
So we'll no longer be happy. What, what does that word happy mean? Well, it's a, it's a complex word, the, uh, the word behind the word happy here. It's sometimes translated blessed in our Bibles, and it refers to a state of having both peace and joy that come not from life circumstances, but that come from the Lord. It is a peace and joy uh, that is consistent instead of a hit-and-miss short-term pleasure that we might gain from sin. So it begins by saying, how happy is the one who does not get pulled into greater and greater sin because he focuses on the influences of the world. Instead, verse 2, instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. So uh, the psalmist here is proposing an alternate lifestyle an alternate source of information and influence and truth, not the sinful world, but instead God's word. Instead of walking or standing or sitting in sinful influences, the psalmist encourages us to delight in God's word. Now, notice he calls God's word here instruction. Now, that reminds us that that God's word is not just information. God's word is not just inspiration, inspiration as in inspirational stories. No, it is instruction. It should instruct us. It should change us. Now, what should we do with this instruction? Well, according to verse 2, we should meditate upon it. Uh, More than just read it, uh, we should learn about it. We should study it. We should think about it. We should pray about it, and we should adapt and modify our lives to conform to it. So he says that we should meditate on it, on this instruction, and we should do so day and night. Now, the emphasis there is that it's, this should be a regular activity in our lives. This isn't something we just do weekly when we come to church. It's not something we just do when there is a crisis or just periodically. It's something that we should do regularly, regularly, day and night. And not just regularly, but he's talking about saturation. He's talking about having a a full saturation every day into God's word. Well, what'll happen? What's the logical argument? Well, look at verse three. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. So this is the logical argument. We're investing our lives in God's word. When we do, we will grow and flourish and thrive just like a tree planted by streams of water. Uh, He's talking about growing and flourishing and thriving and wisdom and peace and joy. And he says here that we will bear fruit. Our lives will make an impact for the Lord and for the Lord's glory. And he says here, we will not wither. Uh, We'll be better able to handle the storms and the droughts that may come. Uh, When difficulties come, those who are like a tree planted by streams of water, they will not wither. So these are the advantages of uh, meditating and saturating ourselves uh, in God's word. Now, the last three verses uh, uh, focus a little bit on the negative, but, but it's still important here. We'll go through these a little more quickly. Verse four, the wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. So the opposite is true for those who do not invest their lives in God's word. This reminds me of Jesus' parable about the man who built his uh, house on the sand. And it might have been a very beautiful house, 
uh, might even have been well built, but because he didn't build it upon the rock of God's word, when the winds came, when the storms came, then the house folded. And the same thing will be true in our lives. If we're not built upon, saturated in, meditating upon God's word, then we're very susceptible uh, to the winds that'll come. Look at verse five. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. How can we better invest our lives in God's word in 2024? What are some very specific things that you can do? I hope listening and participating in these daily devotions is one of those. Make a commitment and reach out to some friends and family and ask them to join you in this endeavor for this next year. Listen, friends, thank you for watching or listening. If you're on YouTube, please hit subscribe uh, to make sure that you never miss one of these daily devotions. And that really helps us get the word out on your favorite podcasting app. Just search Pastor Noel's Daily Devotions. More info at noeldeer.com. I hope you have a great day as you endeavor to abide in Christ.